Hey y'all, welcome to Shelf Life, a podcast where I, Nicole Barbosa, chat with some of the coolest people in publishing about the wonderful world of books. In each episode, my guest and I will chat all about their book, Real or Imaginary, and then place it on a shelf alongside other authors and books that inspire them. Great literature frozen in time. It's definitely one for all the bibliophiles. In today's episode, I chat with award-winning online content creator, YouTube superstar, and author, Anna Newton. Her first book, An Edited Life, comes out in January and is a brilliant guide to help you organize all aspects of your life. If you love Anna's capsule wardrobe videos as much as I do, you'll love her book and this episode. So I am beyond excited to be chatting with the Anna Newton, YouTube extraordinaire, now a soon-to-be-published author, which is just so exciting. Congratulations on your upcoming book, An Edited Life. Love to chat about that. How did that come about? Gosh, well, firstly, thank you for having me on. This is very, very exciting. Also, thank you for all of your support over the years. Of course. We do not go unnoticed. I always <laughs> them and I'm like, yes, Nicole, thank you. <laughs> I've kind of always wanted to write a book. And I'm really lucky that with my management, they sort of have like a book arm to what they do. So I've been talking to my book agent, Abby, who you met. We love Abby. We love Abigail. And we've kind of had ideas. She's like, I think you have a book in you. I'm like That's something I would really love to do. I've always thoroughly enjoyed writing on my blog. I've written, I think, close to 3,000 blog posts. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> which is um, kind of crazy so I've always enjoyed writing I did English lit at like a level and I've just always I used to like make magazines when I was younger and it's kind of always been a dream but I wasn't really sure what the book was initially I just did beauty blogging so I was like oh maybe it like more of a beauty book like a Sally Hughes style thing and I started to kind of try and write something there I think I had chapter in me and I was like yeah no I'm throwing the towel that's not for me <laughs> And then through talking to Abby and my managers and just where my blogs have ended up going, and me as a person as well, I love organization. I love being neat and tidy. Like it just sort of grew from there. And it was like, oh my God, of course, this is the book. This whole thing about editing the shit out, all this cluttering in life that you just don't need. And that's really what I believe. I love these books. I've read the Marie Kondo. I've read whole books about capsule wardrobes, finance, all of those things. But there wasn't a book that had all of these things in one. Yeah. I was just like, oh my God, yes, that is the book that I want to write. It has career stuff that has a capsule wardrobe, that has budgeting, that has meal planning, all of these things under one umbrella with the guise of taking out that shit, editing things down, and ultimately just having more time to do whatever it is in life that makes you happy. So excited, can't wait. And it comes out in January, which is not long to wait at all. So everyone should go ahead and pre-order it for Christmas because it's just going to be such a fantastic book. I mean, in a way, do you think that, I mean, obviously this is a book that we all need and desperately need some of us, but do you think that our lives have kind of got a bit too cluttered? I think they have. I think there's not only just a vast amount of stuff like we're constantly being sold to constantly like feeling like we need another lipstick oh we need another black jeans and sometimes you do to be fair you know I love a good black jeans but I mean my my pajama collection was getting a bit outrageous (laughs) and so that's the thing I've I've also been through that moment of like having a lot of stuff like mentally and physically and so that's why I feel like I've kind of done these things I've like tested out the theories for you so I'm they're tried and tested methods I think you're right. I think a lot of the social life aspect, I feel like we put a lot of pressure on ourselves these days to like 
completely a work meal planning fitting in a fitness routine seeing your friends after work and also like having a side hustle at the same time like yeah. we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and I just want people to come away from this book feeling really just like a bit relaxed and a yeah. bit like hey like stop being so hard on myself a lot of the time in the book I talk about treating yourself like you would treat a friend who's gone through a breakup be nice be kind mm. stop overloading ourselves yeah. with all these to-do lists and like oh my god I need to see my friends like once a week on this day or else I'm like a massive failure and I just hope people can feel like they can just turn the knot back a little bit I think we could all benefit from that what's really nice about your videos and about your content that you create there's just something about those videos that just are so calming to watch because I don't know if it's just me and I'm just a total weirdo but I just feel such a sense of closure because it is cutting back on the clutter with your book it's going to be also that guide that you need to get you through those times when you're like oh my gosh how did I get to this point where everything just seems to be overflowing also just having that necessary guide to feel better because we do put so much pressure on ourselves don't we massively I really hope people feel that oh my god when you said serene I was like yes it is that decluttering like we think of having an organized life and we think oh my god we need to like get a charity bag together now we must throw away things but the book really focuses and tackles on life ultimately first the self-care routines Mm. the calendar sorting out your goals all that kind of stuff then it moves on to work and then I've left kind of all that decluttering stuff to the end Mm. like if you actually do those huge big you focus on work and you focus on all those decluttering bits kind of come naturally and you'll really look forward to them I know some of my friends are like I hate throwing stuff away and I'm like I promise if you work through this method you're you're kind of not even throw stuff away you just want to kind of clear things up like tie things up I feel like we make a lot of mess for ourselves but actually if things have a home and you're putting things back where they belong Mm then you never have to tidy ever again. Yeah, I mean, that's the ultimate dream, isn't it? And in your videos and in your blog posts and things like that, you do talk about keeping some of the items that you might otherwise decide that you might not want. So it's not necessarily about just going out and buying a whole brand new wardrobe. It's about assessing. And I think my favorite part of the video is when you actually take everything out and I'm just like, oh my gosh, clean space. You can actually start again. It's just such a great feeling to take everything out and just reassess. I mean, and that's so important to do that in so many aspects of our lives. And then it's about evaluating, okay, actually, how often have I worn something? It could go to much better use to someone else who's going to absolutely wear it all the time. But then about putting in those pieces that are, are timeless and classic as well. Exactly. And it's that kind of mentality across everything, like exactly how you described it. It works exactly the same way with your calendar. It's about like finding your calendar, like finding the method that works for you. The book has like lots of charts and like flow diagrams. So you can really like tailor it to you. There's a whole section about how to say no and when to say no. And I'm really big into that. And just like you said, it's creating space across all aspects of our lives so that our brains can just breathe for a second. How did you decide on the title of your book? Yeah, so the Anna edit came about because I had Vivian does makeup, which I'd started back in 2010 when I was a uni student and I was terrified of anyone finding out that I had a blog. I thought it was really weird and I was like oh my god it's my like dirty little secret and I don't even want my boyfriend to know I don't want my sister to know I don't want anyone to know so Viviana came from almost like Zoe and Zoella right Mm. like the Vivi was added to that Anna I got to the point where I was like I have to to shed this and also it was all about makeup then and I got to the point where I was a bit more lifestyle a bit more like interiors and style and food and all different things and then for some reason an edited life I thought of it when I was in the car one day Mm. 
you know, it was sort of like playing with ideas for this book. And I was like, yeah, I think like this life organization book is about like editing and tweaking and making everything personalized to you. And I was like, oh my God. No, I think I originally called it The Edited Life. Oh, okay. And it messaged me back and she was like, you've got it, but you're almost there. And The Edited Life. Now I can't imagine it being anything else. Yeah, because The is almost insinuating like this is the life to have. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas an edited life, when you look at the cover, you're like, okay, this is directed to me and it's yeah. personal to me. So that is such an important change. It's, it's amazing how even just one little word can make yeah. all the difference. So you just touched on the fact that you started Viviana's Makeup um, in 2010. Think back to that very first video that you did. I would love to know what you kind of were thinking at the time. I can tell you exactly what it was. So... Mark had taken me to Paris for my 20th birthday on his student loan, which was very kind of him. And I'd gone to Sephora and I'd obviously watched people's videos and I was like, Sephora is just, there's a photo of me like holding a Sephora bag outside Sephora. I was just over the moon. I'd never been in a Sephora before at that point. And so I had my blog, I started my blog in March 2010 and I posted this video in September 2010. So I kind of already had a bit of an audience and I sort of thought, YouTube is like the next thing to try. Yeah. I had a pink, it's like a bright pink plastic camera. I put it on top of some cereal boxes and I pressed record. I didn't know how to edit. And so I knew I just had to press go and then just end it. Like you'll, you'll see in those early videos, completely raw, unedited. If I fluffed up, I had to go straight back to the start and start again, delete the files. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Well, I know it's a whole video with maybe like four items in. I bought like a beauty blender and a brush, I think in a girl and foundation. And if you watch that video, complete during headlights, I wouldn't say being on camera is something that comes naturally to me. Um, you can definitely see in that video. Next video that I uploaded, I got 100 subscribers from that. Like, oh my God, this is amazing. So my next video was a 100 subscriber thank you video. So for those who aren't in the know, Anna's vlog is ranked the fifth biggest in the world in the lifestyle category on Bloglovin', which is just incredible. You've turned it into that one-stop place for everything to do with beauty and lifestyle and fitness and, you know, whether you want to look at ways to prepare meals for the week or whether you want to look at that first video about how to create that capsule wardrobe, everything is there. So I try and think of ideas about two weeks in advance. Um, so I never try to go too far ahead. I like it to be like quite topical and current as to things that are going on in my life right now. And because I have beauty, style, fitness, and life. So when I like look, I've, I've got it in front of me right now, actually. Like when I've got my like diary in front of me, I have this kind of calendar and I go down and I'm like, oh, I've spoken a lot about life this week. Like let's throw in a couple more style posts. So I like to keep it buried and make sure that I'm nailing those four topics and kind of distributing the topics evenly between them. I'm really lucky. It's kind of a hub of things that I'm interested in at that particular moment. And so I'm really lucky that I kind of just get the chance to write about things that I'm into. I'm like, oh, I'm having a real moment with city breaks at the moment. So loads of city break content. And I am like thinking about planning my next one. And I'm like, oh, I want to do a city guide when I'm there. And actually, so aside from just generally posting things that I'm like into at that moment, I kind of keep my feelers out and see if there's anything going on in like the industry that I might want to comment on. And also my readers are a huge source of inspiration and they message for some reason at the moment, people are really asking for brushes. So I really kind of try to take on board what people are loving and liking, what they're asking me about, and like try and dig into those as well. And I think that's what's really nice. You do look 
to your followers and your readers for inspiration, which is great because that essentially is what people are after. They want that content that is of interest to them and you definitely deliver that. Do you have a favorite platform? Oh, that's a good question. I go through phases. I'm either having a YouTube moment or I'm having a blog moment. Like obviously they're two very different things. You know, the YouTube video is quite active, like to do a video can take me up to two days. It's quite time intensive, it's quite labor intensive, but I really love feedback you get on that platform. And whenever you put a video up, it just feels really big and exciting still, even now, even though I've put up 500 or something nuts. Um, so, but then other times I really prefer my blog. I'm just in a mood where I just wanna like sit here at my desk and I just wanna like write on my own and not have to really talk. So I'm either in one of those modes and I say at the moment I'm having a YouTube mode, but I really love Instagram. And I love Instagram stories. I love going through my DMs on Instagram about like so many great comments and questions that make me think about blog posts. Going back to the actual topics themselves. So as I kind of mentioned to you earlier, two of my favorite topics that you cover the capsule wardrobes and I love the packing for all different types of holidays when it comes to style and fashion. So when you're creating those capsule wardrobes, when you are thinking about what you're going to pack, who do you look to and, and what really inspires you to bring what you bring and to include what you do in, in your capsule wardrobe? I like that question as well. It's funny that you picked some of those two things because I would say those are my two favorite topics. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've become like a packing and capsule wardrobe channel and be like, yeah, I'm happy. I like, love those two topics. Hence why capsule wardrobe is a whole chapter in the book. And in the book I discuss some things I've never mentioned before, like quality and like how to find great fitting garments and fabric care and all of that stuff is it, lengthy. Um, <laughs> and packing um, on the blog, there's actually going to be some print out free downloadable PDFs that oh, can access. The dream. They're going to be, they're going to look a lot nicer than the um, ones I've out now. I'm still so- going to use my print out. I don't care. <laughs> Um, so I'm really excited to put those together. In terms of where I go for inspiration, I'd say that Instagram is really great. People just make things look so nice, don't they? They like I agree. Lay out, lay out the you know the the luggage and they put perfectly folded things and a hat on top. And I'm like, oh my word, I just <laughs> want it to look like that. And I feel it's almost like a competition with yourself, isn't it? Right? Yeah. Like each time you're like, okay, what didn't I use last time? Can I take that out? Can I get this even lighter than before? I feel like Mark, my husband, should probably make packing videos because each time I am amazed at how little he takes and how fabulous he looks. I'm like, damn you. (laughs) How have you done this? Um, He's really, really nailed it. But yeah, I'd say that Instagram is a huge source. There's quite a few different accounts I follow on there. There's a great account called um, Mademoiselle. Mm -hmm. She's a YouTube channel, actually. And she really got me along with Caroline Joy off of Unfancy. And that's a blog. That's an amazing blog. It's un-fancy.com. Those two really initially got me into capsule wardrobes. And if you love a capsule wardrobe, I highly recommend the book called The Curated Closet by Anishka Reed. It is a whole book about capsule wardrobes. And I learned so, so much from it. Amazing. And I'm sure many people will be saying, oh, and I learned so much from Anna's book. Looking at the actual products themselves, so knowing what to pack, knowing what to put in your wardrobe, knowing what to use on a daily basis, you have tried millions upon millions of products over the years, and as a result, your followers, myself included, just cannot wait to see what your monthly favorites are. If you had to create, I know this is going to be a tricky one because of the nature of what you do and what you love, if you had to create a capsule makeup collection, what would they be and why? The actual products. Yes. We're talking 
You know the cosmetics would be in there. Yes, of course. So like those cult products, like let's say you're on a deserted island and you could only have like three to five products, what would they be? Oh, I can so do this. Five products. Okay. It Cosmetics, Your Skin But Better CC Cream. I use Fair in the Winter. I use Light in the Summer. I love that it has coverage, but very glowy and dewy and I never feel dry. I never feel like my skin like sucks it up. And you know, you're sometimes just left with like dry pigment on you. I feel like you get that. It's just, oh my word. I love it. And I love that you can kind of sheer it out a bit with a beauty blender or make it quite, I wouldn't say heavy. You can get like a medium coverage out of it. I love it. I would say the all concealer is really hard. I'm really into the Charlotte Tilbury Magic Away, like it's like a wand concealer. That came out this year, didn't it? It's new. Yes, that's quite a new addition, yeah. but it's beautiful and it doesn't, I mean, cre- when people say like it doesn't crease, I feel like that's kind of a bit bollocks because we've all got creases. Mm. Under- it's like makeup settles into creases under my eyes, but it does a really good job of making the lightest layer possible under your eyes so it doesn't ever look really obvious the coverage is beautiful again really like really glowy I feel like it kind of stretches across your face it's beautiful I use the shade light four I don't really have a bronzer that I love I really thoroughly enjoy if we're on the third product the Lancome Miss Your Big waterproof mascara is incredible my friend Alana got me into it she uses the original I use the waterproof it's a beaut of a mascara really good for getting kind of like volume and a bit of separation a bit of length really holds a curl the waterproof mascara I love it MAC sober eyeshadow I wear it as well I'm wearing my eyes today it's I, I felt so boring putting my makeup on this morning I was like oh you go sober again I've like properly reached pan I love those sticky brown colors <laughs> they yeah. sound, but like a matte warm brown I just adore so it'd have to be that and then for a lip product, I really love the Chanel Rouge Cocoa lipstick in the shade Adrienne, probably because it's what I wore on our wedding day. And it's just a gorgeous nude. And whenever I go back to it, I'm just like, oh, man, this is so good. Um, but also just as like an, to underline that, that's five things. Yeah. But just underline it, anything Glossier. I just <laughs> love Glossier. I mean, I just feel like Glossier came out of nowhere and it's just absolutely dominated. And I remember going to the pop-up shop when it was here. I think it was either this year or last year. And it was just amazing. It just had almost like an immediate cult following. And it's, yeah, their products are just great. Like I said earlier before we started recording, I love their cleanser. I love their rich moisturizer. Charlotte Tilbury, I'm in awe of her. She's just incredible. I don't know if you remember, but um, in Selfridges, I don't know if it was last Christmas or the Christmas before, when her perfume came out, they had that VR experience. Go and sit in a chair. They would put glasses on you, and you saw the Kate Moss advert, and then all of a sudden the perfume would spray. So you got the smell as you were watching the advert. It was amazing. They're doing such cool things as a brand. And I would say there's there's just certain makeup brands that whenever I like look into their stuff, I'm like, I want to throw out all my makeup and just have Hourglass, Hourglass, Glossier, like some of those brands, like I could literally just use those, and NARS as well is up there, like those three brands, I'm like, yeah, I could just use these for the rest of my life and be really happy. Yeah, I love that. I'm actually wearing NARS Audrey at the moment and I just love it. It's just such a beautiful color. The the rich Merlot color for winter months is, is just perfect. I love it. And it's so nice, isn't it, when you find those products that work for you. I would be really interested looking more at the lifestyle side of 
what you cover. I remember once saying to my mom that I wanted a pair of bell-bottom jeans. And she was like, oh my gosh, I had those in the 70s. And why have they come back full circle and please don't buy them. But I wanted them because all of my friends had them. And, you know, when you're creating your capsule wardrobes, how do you know what is going to really be timeless and what is really going to come back in style? Like what are those lifestyle trends you repeat that you just really love? And on the other side, what are kind of those repeat trends that you kind of wish stayed put? I am just forever obsessed with the whole like Parisian gal chic vibe. I mean, I'm a neutral lover. If I buy anything in black, I can pretty much guarantee that I will wear that for years. I think for me, it's very much like a fit thing and how things make me feel when I put them on. There's some things that even to this day that I know that I've kept that I'm like, oh, it just doesn't fit me right. Or I wish that like jean was a little bit longer or I wish that top didn't pinch under the armpit as much. Like I need to reinvest into something that truly fits me properly. But there's just some things in my wardrobe. There's like some shirts that I've got from a brand called Equipment and I'm like, I ain't ever getting rid of those shirts. I've got two whistles coats that just make me feel like I'm on scandal, you know, like I put them on and I'm just like, I feel so fabulous when I wear them. And I, I think that's ultimately like, that's what you want your capture wardrobe to feel like, any wardrobe to feel like. And that's why I'm always quite resistant to pinpoint certain items that people need because that's going to be so different for everyone. So for me, the things that I keep are probably black items. <laughs> really good when I put them on so a trend that is in now that needs to go I'm not feeling this cycle short vibe like the whole sort of 80s like really tight like spandexy thing that's really not for me talking about items that you really wanted when you were a kid my best friend had a Spice Girls bomber jacket coolest thing it was black and it had spice written on it and the in the logo in like different colors and to this day I'm still so gutted I still say to my parents, like, you broke my heart by not allowing me. <laughs> this to- is all your fault is, is the fact yeah. that I didn't have this jacket. That's so funny. And with them now announcing that they're going to be doing another concert, you could be wearing it now, Anna, honestly. Honestly, I'm like, guys, that was really sweet that there was like other things in my life that you bought me that I wanted. Yeah, but-, but this jacket. Thing, guys, that was the one thing, like, honestly, to this day, I you will think about it. That and the Spice Girls Impulse Body Spray. If someone could just like, just spray that in front of me, that would just make my life. I remember having CK1 cologne and I thought I was the hottest person at school because I had that. And I remember getting the Christmas version where it was like the black one and the white one. And it was such a huge deal. And like, honestly, I don't think anybody in junior high cared <laughs> but I was just so excited to have it I was like whatever I'm so hot shit <laughs> that is so funny because I love that fragrance like I absolutely love CK1 like I would still wear it now it's still yeah. my kind of vibe it's yeah, absolutely like it's got that nice musky kind of smell CK1 for me will always remind me of the time that I went to my best friend's house the one who had the spice jacket and her mum Julie was like Anna you smell amazing and I was like <laughs> it's ck1 and it's fabulous yes you are correct i do smell amazing yeah yeah i really do but you know like it's weird isn't it the things like in your mind just kind of going back to what you said about having those pieces that stay with you time in and time out you know your whistles coats i remember your videos about your ash boots that you loved so much um i remember going to paris and finding an ash store and being like those are the boots that anna has your book is going to be about really 
finding that balance of the things in our life that matter to us. Why do you think we hold on to items that we perhaps might never wear again? Why do you think we do that? Sometimes it's sentimental value. Like I have some Topshop dresses, one that I wore on my 18th birthday, one I wore on my 21st, one I wore for my graduation. And to me, that tells like the story of my teenage years to 20 something. And that just, I don't know, I can't get rid of them. I'm like, what if one day there is a daughter or a niece or a granddaughter that just wants some vintage Topshop? I can help out. That to me will be awesome. And I look back at them and they were like proper Cheryl Cole dresses. And I'm just, oh my God, that is hilarious. So I will always kind of hold on to those. And I, I get that for a lot of people. There is that I spend X amount on that. Therefore, I cannot get rid of it. If you can't fit into them or they're too big for you or they're the wrong length, what if they are just not right for you? I recently made my husband a capture wardrobe and that was a thing for him. He was like, but I spent money on those. Sometimes you just have to draw a line under it and be like, it's an expensive mistake. I won't make a mistake again. These have to go to a new home where they're going to get more love. And I think finally there are those things that we're like, one day we might fit into these again. And and I I so get that. Like I have that too. These items, I think it's a really good idea to bundle them up, put them in like a bin bag, hide them, and then put a reminder in your phone or your calendar or something to go back in six months' time. If you still can't bear the thought of letting them go, put them back up in your wardrobe, that's fine. You've given it a test. If you've completely forgotten about them, lob them in the back of the car, take them down to the charity shop. I'm a huge Sex and the City fan. That episode where Carrie and Aiden are having that massive fight and he's like trying to make shelf space for his stuff. He picks something out. He's like, when have you ever worn this? And she's like, not yet, but one day I will wear it. It's exactly what that made me think of when you said that. Like one day I will wear this, but it's so true. Well, of getting rid of it. Then keep it. That's fine. There's a whole in the book about sentimental things and why I'm so for it you should never be getting rid of things because you feel like you have to yeah. or it's making you unhappy like my mum has a shed ton of vases if that makes her happy you keep your vases lady <laughs> you, you need 30 you have 30 it's not hurting anyone you keep your vases for someone who might not necessarily feel comfortable expanding their style so for someone who maybe has worn black every day for the last 10 years or is really thinking that they want to branch out on a particular maybe skirt style or something like that, but they're just not sure. What's kind of like your recommendations on how how do they go about making that first step if they know that they want, because some people are just quite happy, you know, wearing what they wear and, and they really have no intention of kind of changing up. But for those who do want to branch out a little bit, maybe try a bit of color or try a different style. What are your recommendations for someone who's looking to do that? I get such a big oomph of inspiration from Instagram. And whenever I come across someone's outfit, I'm like, oh my word, I love that. Even if I don't own anything in my wardrobe that would like resemble that, even if it's totally like not my normal vibe, I will go and I'll save it. I think the save function on Instagram is so handy for things like that. So I go through, I save so many photos. I go on the explore page sometimes and I just like have a little scroll. And so I'd really recommend for people to do that first because then you've got, then you've almost got like a mood board. You just go into your saved photos. You've got a little mood board. You can see if there's anything that's really cropping up. Like maybe it's cord, maybe it's like a brown jumper. So you can kind of identify those items that you feel like you might want to try. Yeah. Then for me, I'm so, I just love online shopping. They go online, 
order a couple of bits, and then you can try it on at home in the comfort of your own home. You're comfortable, you know, you're not like getting stressed and sweaty in a tiny little changing room. And then you can also try it on with things that you've already got in your wardrobe. And I would always say that if it's something new and you have never given it a go before, try and incorporate it into three different outfits. So you're kind of giving yourself a bit of an insurance policy. You're like, okay, there's there's three different things I could wear it with here. Just get a feel for like how it works, how comfortable you feel. And then just go for it. Like maybe it's just adding one new thing to your wardrobe at a time. You're incorporating it instead of you don't need to go out and buy a whole new wardrobe. Push yourself, like throw yourself into the deep end. Maybe it's just a pair of wild boots. But I would really recommend doing that kind of research step first instead of just going into H&M and being like, oh my God, it's so overwhelming and buying loads of things you don't need, that don't really suit you, that don't work with items that you've already got in your wardrobe. Take the time to put a bit of groundwork in first. And perhaps maybe you'll even take Anna's book into the store with you and just be like, okay, I'm just going to read the chapter on that and then just speak to the salesperson and be like, do you have this? Because Anna says to use this. <laughs> so oh That would be amazing. <laughs> and don't judge anyone who does do that. So obviously you've seen a lot change in beauty and style and lifestyle in the last, you know, eight years. In your opinion, what aspects or kind of areas of lifestyle, I guess if you group it all into like the lifestyle industry, do you think has just changed the most? Like where you look back and you think, wow, I was definitely not doing that eight years ago or even five years ago. Obviously, social media plays a really big role into that. What are we seeing now that we didn't see five, ten years ago? Personality. For me, it is personality. Like, um, I grew up reading magazines, loving fashion TV shows, you know, Close Show Live. I was like, oh, this is the best thing ever. And we kind of bought into brands and we bought into publishing houses. So I would buy Glamour magazine and have bought into that whole vibe that they curated from their various different journalists that worked for them. And I think when blogs and YouTube channels first came out, that's almost what we were recreating. That's what everyone had grown up on. We were just recreating this vibe of creating this very editorial content, really. You know, I remember watching Tanya Burr's videos about Victoria's Secret's makeup tutorial. Like, that was the thing. It was very informative. It was very much based off of this template, really, that had been created from years and years and years of publications. And then I feel like... We saw sort of, we, we did that and people were like into it and we started to grow an audience and almost from the audience participation, it was them saying, we want to see more. Yeah, okay, that's a really cool makeup look, but what does your bedroom look like? What's your favorite item of clothing? What do you like to eat? Do you have any favorite recipes? From that, I think everyone is giving more and like having this multi aspect to them. There's very few people that I follow online that are just giving one thing so many people that I follow you know they're also sharing their interiors advice and oh my god I've been to Lidl and they've got these amazing candles and I think that's really interesting I think it is now what we're all sharing online is so much more authentic so much more honest and it's so much more of our personalities and back when I started we were not sharing that we were sharing our favorite lipsticks nothing more yeah. nothing less and I, I really love that because you're buying into for me like I do it as well I'm a huge consumer of this content and I follow people because I love their taste in all aspects of what they do I love to read their blog posts watch their videos and then also like oh they shared that recipe maybe I'll give that a go on Friday and I love that I just I think you open up your eyes to so much more content and inspiration and new ways of looking at things and I I just I really love that and I really enjoy 
sharing that aspect of my life too. And that's a really nice way of symbolizing how your platform has essentially evolved as well. So starting out with beauty, obviously something that you were very good at, very passionate about, and then having a much wider spectrum of of content and of topics because we evolve as people and as we evolve in our interests, your platform is going to represent that, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. It's really opened up doors. I mean, I had so much makeup. I had so many nail polishes, all of this stuff. And I was like, actually... This isn't serving me anymore. This isn't really making me happy anymore. This isn't what I want to do. I want to expand and talk about new things. And that that was kind of about four-ish years ago. And I feel like there was this big push where everyone was just like, actually, we just want to talk about what we're loving at that moment. And everyone was really enjoying it. And I, I really just love getting to know people. I'm, I'm really nosy too. So I totally understand. I totally understand it from the other side. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's, again, what's great about any of the platforms that people visit in the industry itself and just kind of how we live is very topical. It is very real time. And so it, it makes sense for content that we are engrossed in should reflect that as well. That's why I don't really plan ahead that much. I like it to be a little bit more off the cuff these days. Like back in the day, I'd be like, oh my God, I need to be at least at least two weeks ahead. And, and now I prefer just to sort of do it as yeah. we go. I think it feels a bit more fresh that way. I think one of my favorite things that you've done is when you color coded your bookshelves oh my god I'd forgotten I even made that into a video like that was just I remember um it was quite funny the shelf we thought the shelf was broken but actually the guys who put it up had just put a shelf on the wrong way around great so a couple of weeks later we had to have this guy come around and he was trying to fix it yeah and he came in and he was like whoa okay (laughs) color go the bookshelf cool (laughs) it just makes me so happy when I look at it and and for my friends they laugh when they see that because they're like oh my god that is just you in a shelf fantastic and such a great way to organize books and a really great way to segue into the last question which is kind of the premise for this podcast which is your book that's about to come out imagine if you will of course that it is a international bestseller and it's been placed on a shelf and you have the opportunity to have other authors and books people you admire alongside your shelf so if you kind of had it frozen in time what other authors and books would you want on that shelf next to yours oh my god I love this question by the way I am obsessed with Dolly Alderton. Me and my friends are just such Dolly fans. We bought tickets to her book tour that she's doing in Brighton. We are obsessed. And her book, Everything I Know About Love, one of my favourite books that I have yeah, ever read. Yeah, it was one of my favourites as well. I love the way she writes. I follow all of her columns, all of her writing. Like, if she's in a magazine, I'm like, okay, I'm buying yeah. it. I need to read it. And she's the one author that me and my friends, I have, I have different friendship groups, you know, into kind of different things. And she's the one that kind of transcends all those friendship groups. Yeah. It's funny, we're planning a hen party at the moment. And I read out mid-hen party planning. I, I got out the um, the hen party chapter yeah. like the, with the fake email. And yeah. it was making us completely howl in that moment of actually being in that moment. It was like we were sending an email. Yeah. Practically, <laughs> Dolly had, had like written as a joke. It sounds really cheesy to say the voice of a generation. That's very cheesy. I don't think that's cheesy at all. But do you know what I mean? She I, really- I completely agree I was away with a friend in Madrid and she just started writing her Sunday Times column yeah like 30 things I learned before 30 and we were sitting there both in tears on the train yeah her writing is beautiful and it makes me happy and oh my word I would yeah yeah her book next to mine would make me very very happy indeed oh that's lovely I really love that I mean I am too also a huge fan of Dolly she just seems to know 
exactly what you're thinking even before you're thinking it. And, and I subscribe to the Sunday Times and, and I think you hit the nail on the head. She is a great voice of, of the generation and she is humble and funny and it, it's, yeah. it's, she's just such a great writer. Everything I Know About Love was one of my favorite books of the year and couldn't agree more. That is a great selection to be on your shelf. So And, and alongside your book makes total sense all about love and lifestyle and, and beauty. And one side is your book, one side is Dolly's. I love it. Absolutely fantastic. Yes. So, well, I just want to say a huge, huge thank you, Anna. This has been such a delight. You are so lovely. And everyone knows that even just watching one minute of your videos. So can absolutely hand on heart say that I have been a fan for, for many years and I will continue to be one just like everybody else I know who listens and who, who follows you. So huge, huge congratulations again on your book and edited life comes out 10th of January. Amazing. Uh, it's just so exciting. I know everybody needs to go pre-order it, get it for your loved ones for Christmas Go and just give it to somebody who's walking down the street. I know that they will probably love you for it. Just give it to everybody you know. For those who want to get in touch with you and tell you how fabulous you are, how can they get in touch with you? I'm at the Anna Edit on everything. TheAnnaEdit.com as well, my blog. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been the nicest way to spend a Tuesday evening. Oh, really. fantastic. I'm so excited. Thank you so much, Anna. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Shelf Life. I'd love for you to tell me what you thought of it, either on Twitter or Instagram, or by leaving a review on iTunes. Until next time, happy reading!